graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Fuck you, Oscar. I'm trying here. <laughs> you and your show have become horrible. Good luck. Fuck up. The Gentleman's Guide to How Do You Hug a Naked Woman? And both not be an asshole, but not be a pervert. <laughs> it's fun to be mean. It's fun to spit venom sometimes. You could you could sell blood and semen, <laughs> not mixed together. See you know. <laughs> my underwear. Not every woman could be both the mother and the wife of two of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, if you ever have the opportunity to murder another human being and you know you won't get caught, fucking go for it. <laughs> I do like smoking Newports and playing basketball. I never thought about gay sex because incest supersedes gay. We, we take for granted our access to hats. Like big breasts, you like big butts. Cannot lie. I'm proud of you. <laughs> but you're a piece of shit. There was just a black guy in a t-shirt outside and I thought, oh, this must be the bouncer. Don't be a stranger. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. And now, here's Chris Cologne and Austin Shooty. And hello! Two Strangers Little Podcast. I'm Chris. Hi. I'm Austin. We're back. Okay, so I was editing the podcast, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we've had interactions with Tommy B. We had interactions with uh, Chris Mounts. Who? <laughs> the guy in your friends list that you haven't requested you haven't accepted yet? I got a friend request from, like, a spam account over the weekend, and uh-huh. while I was bleeding that, I saw his right under him. like, someday, buddy, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Well, it turns out long-term listener, yeah. Oscar from Peru uh, decided to chime in. Now, Oscar, you know, uh, enjoys, you know, the, the Chris is a punching bag yeah. uh, sort of thing. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> and so uh, he hasn't written in a while. He did write, like, in the very beginning when we started doing the car cast episodes. He's, and he's, like, he's the one that was like, someone better check on him, right? What was that? Oh, someone better check on him, yeah. Someone better check on Oscar. Don't search for him in a while. And so he said, uh, well, he did write, like, he goes, oh, the show's gone fucking downhill even worse. You know, the show sucked. Period, but then now it's even worse because the audio is horrible, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Well, I, I imagine they'll cut my pay for not delivering quality content. <laughs> and so he goes, uh, "Dude, uh, week after I tried to listen to your, the horrible audio on your show, mm-hmm. Austin is no Paul, just like Paul Thank was. You. <laughs> <laughs> just like Paul was no Kristen. So mm-hmm. uh, Austin is no Paul because he's on this every week, <laughs> <laughs> and it's because it, uh, this will be the six-year." Anniversary of the show when mm-hmm. when this episode goes out because our our technically our anniversary is 420 man mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah at least six years we'll be doing this podcast. So what we should do is just not release this show <laughs> and just release two hours of me saying fuck you Oscar I'm trying here. <laughs> 
He goes, just like uh, Paul was no Kristen. Uh, the show has really gone down quality-wise. And now, for my standard Chris bashing, am I really to believe that you don't have access to the show's email? You used to have it on your phone when you used to read it before. Now, all of a sudden, uh, the computer's to blame. Uh, you, are fu- you are fucking censoring me. And for that, I wish plague upon you. <laughs> You're fucking censoring me. <laughs> uh, but no, but I actually, when I was checking the email, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you don't have good credit for a car. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, your job won't hire you from temp to real employee, while others have made the transition. Could it be possible that you are that fucked up? You fucked up. You fucked up your credit and you can't get a car. You have fucked up attitude and your overall view on life. So maybe your company rather not have you. They'd rather have you as a disposable temp. Dude, you are so fucking... You are, dude, you are so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, your ridiculous Facebook postings on what was me, no one in my family helps. Dude, you're 40 years old. Uh, this is like the longest email I've ever written. Uh, you would have been close to retirement if you didn't fuck your correction job for a piece of jail pussy. <laughs> Damn. Fuck double jackpot and odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, you should write a story about your fucked up life. Thanks again for making me feel great about my life. I'm sure I won't hear my letter being read on the show because you and your, you and your show have become horrible. Good luck. Fuck up. I'll skip through the episodes to see if the quality control increases. Until then, I hope you get your shit together and stop this horrible audio from a moving car. Oscar, send for my iPhone. <laughs> well, so thank you for your contribution, Oscar. Piling on, just 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 you know. I mean, he, but he, I'm the one who punches down. <laughs> he, he saved me a lot of time. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's good to hear back from him because right, it's been yeah. a, like he's been he's been uh, commenting on the show for the past couple of years now, and that was a, it was sort of a segment to read Oscar's email. Yeah, I um I I don't even listen to this podcast. <laughs> so well, I don't expect anyone who's on the show to listen to it. Right, I do because I have to edit it. Right, you know, and it's, I do generally find it amusing, so I will put it on like in my in my rotation yeah. of podcasts to um. To be such a faithful listener, and then to just be violent <laughs> in your in your feedback. I, I mean that, oh, that that says something. Uh huh. It, it's like uh, I I well used to hate watch The Walking Dead. Uh huh. You know, like you know this this show's fucking gone downhill. Let's see how they fuck up this time around. But like we're not The Walking Dead. We're not the nerd. I I don't I don't do this for Oscar. <laughs> I do this so we got something to talk about while I'm driving to places. <laughs> I, I, I do this because I can, you know. Well, and on all fairness, he's really bashing the quality and not you. Yeah. Oh, oh no, he, he, he didn't have any mean thing really to say about me. <laughs> I'm no Paul. I've never listened to a Paul episode. I don't know what that means. Um, I, I hope I'm not Paul. I'm, I, I don't want to be Paul. Well, the show the show has <laughs> kind of evolved. Like the way, like my Kristen, my original co-host, her her deal was she was into like pop cult, like. Like keeping up with the Kardashians and Chelsea Handler and that sort of deal. Well, maybe and she would talk about that. Should we cover that stuff? Because apparently Oscar misses his <laughs> entertainment news. They don't get that shit down for. It misses the uh, Hollywood Helper. Right. <laughs> give me head, give me head, give me headlines. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, when you put it that way, there, there's a podcast he might like that we could refer him to. Well, I, think, he, I think he can write it on that and get made fun of by a Z list celebrity instead of, you know, people who don't even rank A anywhere. negative Q list. Right. <laughs> right. We're like, 
like the we're like the double J list. Like, I, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> My mom doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I think I care what... What's his name, Oscar? Oscar, yeah. No, I, I know, I just wanted to <laughs> have him feel that little sting. Like, what's his name, Oscar? Ow. <laughs> I don't matter. Um, Oscar, you matter to someone, I'm sure. <laughs> It's just you know, it, it's it's par for the course. Yeah. Is he is he always a dick about it? Yeah. Well. It's never like, and like you know, and I like when I first started getting on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, I would fucking tweet at celebrities like, I fucking hate you. You're, you know, right. you're not fun. Well, not celebrities, but sort of like I think right. I've mentioned this to you, like yeah. you know, the Nerdist podcast, yeah. and I like Chris Hardwick, but like his co-hosts, you know. Uh, so you uh, just hop on Twitter and be mean to people for expressing themselves. Yeah. Jonah Ray and, uh, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on the other guy? The fat one. But now he's, he's got, no, the funny thing is that I didn't like him, then he started doing a podcast with Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, four, four Eyes and a Beard, that's the one he does with Scott Mosier. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. But then, you know, when he started doing a podcast with Kevin Smith, this the Tossed Salad and Scrambled Eggs podcast. Um, Mark something? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Oscar, who is that? Email us. <laughs> I know I fucking know you're listening. <laughs> well, I, the funny thing is, I generally don't write back to the emails. I, I usually wait for the podcast so yeah. I can answer back. But I did write back. I was like, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I was like so excited. Like, like I was, you know, sometimes you do you build a relationship with these people, and it's sort of like, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. You know, oh, damn, I've been um, waiting for this. <laughs> and, and as far as the sound quality, um. Fuck, man. They're not hiring Chris full-time. How are we supposed to improve that? <laughs> he doesn't have credit to get a car. You think we're going to give him a microphone? <laughs> well, I have I have my beat-up microphone that, that you commented on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that thing that is, technically speaking, a microphone. It's got all the trappings of what a microphone should be. <laughs> it's got a bass and a... How low can you go? That's bro! <laughs> Once again, back is the incredible Ron Animal, the incredible, the public enemy number one. Five oh, say freeze, and I got none. Sorry, what? What you saying? Uh, I'm sorry, you were just describing I, a microphone. I hate myself. I didn't, even more to, now. I didn't have to bait you on that one. That's a fish just swimming up out of the sand. <laughs> That's the fish that jumps out of the water for the bear to yeah. grab. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> that was cool. Thanks, Oscar. <laughs> Uh, see, there you go. He's, he's, you know, he's spitting some hard truths in your face, but he also brought us that wonderful segment. <laughs> if uh, if you don't have anything going on to the point where you got to listen to this shit every week, that's uh, well. As I'm saying, I can't say like, oh, if, if you don't like it, why keep listening? Well, I was sort of like that with celebrities. Like I was, you know, kind of just bash them just because yeah. it's fun to be mean. It's fun to spit venom sometimes. Yeah. And, it, and it's not like, oh, here's our our, our recurrent. Listener in, in the sea of listeners, it's like, hey, it's one of the three people who listen to this thing. He doesn't like it. That's a it's a sixty seven percent approval rating. That's that's easy math to do. There's there's almost more people making this podcast than listening to it. But he, he feels that's where that's where I meet it. Oh God, I see. Yeah, I saw an article about that. You know, you know the the hard times, which is basically like the hun- the onion, but like for like. Yeah, rock and roll yeah, lifestyle is like I love that shit <laughs> and it was like man doubles his podcast audience by getting co-worker to listen to episode <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what this is and we're back welcome back to butt cucking the Jew okay <laughs> sorry that, that's, that, that's not the name of this podcast <laughs> 
So you wanted to, me to remind you about something that happened at work today? Oh, it's that thing I... No, not that oh. happened at work. That happened while we were at work. It's that thing I just told oh, you. Oh, while we were working. Off the air. Okay. No. Off the air. That can't be discussed no. on the air. Ignore it. Sorry, Oscar. You don't get to know what it was. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not fuck you. <laughs> well, we were... Um, so early today, we have another shit stack story. Oh! It's a shit stack minute. Shit stack minute. <laughs> With Chris. <laughs> The, okay, so shit stack comes in. It was right after we have a little uh, pre-shift briefing sort of deal, and our and so the two, oh, the two yeah. gentlemen from okay. Nepal come in, and so he goes, he tells you mm-hmm. oh, that I'm I'm training this guy and points to the wrong fucking one. Yeah, he goes, I'm training him, and it's always says something like give him a hard time or something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna give him a hard time, yeah. and I'm like, and isn't you, it the other one? You're training the other one. Yeah. <laughs> And he's oh. like, well, you know. You, you know, I, I, you know. I saw them in front of me, I just pointed. Yeah, sure. One of the brown ones. God, he's so fucking racist. And once again, like, if I was to write, I couldn't write a character like that. Right. I, I would say, no, no one's going to be that yeah, stupid. Yeah, people be like, this is too fucking cartoonish. Yeah, you have one, like, it's two gentlemen who look, clearly look different. Right. At the very least, one is thin, one's chubby. Like, like if two ran past me really quick, I might be like, "Wait, which one was first? Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, the same could be said about any pair of white. <laughs> and so I was like, so you know, for, so for shit stack to go to say, "Oh, I'm training one and pointing at the other," yeah. just fucking speaks volumes. And, oh, there, there's so many times where he calls out one's name toward the other one. Oh, oh it's just, it's fucking, it's just inexcusable. So you're not even fucking trying. You just see brown and you shout a name that ends in A. <laughs> so that was Monday. <laughs> so how was your month? How was your weekend? It was all right. Uh, you saw titties. I saw the same ten titties I've been seeing for the last year. Cause you go to a burlesque show. I, I go to this burlesque show with my girlfriend, and we go every time they have a show, and it's. It's it's such a first world problem to get jaded by seeing the same naked people over and over. (laughs) Ain't no such thing as a free titty. And it it, it gets even more awkward because, like, I've been convinced since we started going it's some kind of trap. (laughs) My my girlfriend's like, oh, oh, do you think she's cute? Like, what the fuck am I going to say to this and shit? And it's obviously been fine. She's just like, no, it's just a fun night out. I I trust you. You know, we're just having fun together. And so I'm like, okay, cool. But then, like, a couple weeks ago, we went out to lunch with my girlfriend's boss and one of the dancers from the burlesque show. Uh So we're on, like, a real-world name basis and shit. Uh So she comes up to all of us and starts giving us hugs, including me, after the show, wearing only fucking rope. Rope. Like, just ropes not even covering everything, just covering the holes. <laughs> and comes up and just is giving us hugs and shit, and I'm like, uh, how do I hug back? The gentleman's guide says, like, how do you hug a naked woman? Yeah, how do you hug a woman who's wearing ropes and both not be an asshole but not be a pervert? <laughs> And so you do the ass out hug. Right, well, yeah. And then to make matters worse, like as I'm going in for the hug, my girlfriend's other coworker decides she wants to grab the ropes quick and see what they're like without fucking asking or anything behind her. So it's just... I'm so going while she's hugging so, you... So I'm going for a hug, my hands are behind her, and then, from her perspective, my hands go behind her and the hand starts pulling on the fucking ropes. <laughs> I just fucking threw my hands about the ropes and stop, stop fucking me! <laughs> She's not touching the rope. Right. Just, I fucking... And I, like, swatted her hand. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> you child? 
Just ask, hey, can I check these ropes out quick? Look with your eyes, not with your hands. Exactly. <laughs> this whole thing's probably some weird precarious setup where there's like a it's like a like a key strand that if you tap it it all falls off. Cosplay right. doesn't equal consent. <laughs> Cosplay is not consent. Mm. This is going to be a tough one to say. Cosplay is not consent, Katura. God, get a different fucking name while you're at it. So, that, yeah, that was that. Was that. Your weekend at the Burlap show. Right. Was, oh, uh, oh, so I had... In, in no, my, oh, I, I didn't fucking ask. Oh. No, go on. No, in my, in my ever-going attempt to try to see if I could make money or have make... Just have some, some other income... I signed up for this clinical research study. What it is, it's... And, and this is, like, on the internet, so it's not like a... It's, it's revealing like some, like, trade secrets. They're testing... Even if you are revealing trade secrets, they didn't take you. Yeah. Others. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's... They have avian flu vaccine surplus. Right. So, the government wants to make sure... That this avian flu surplus, vaccine surplus, uh, is still working. So they're looking for people to sign up for a research study. Right. So you realize, if you got it, they would give you a vaccine that maybe works, uh-huh. and then give you the fucking bird flu. <laughs> and you're like, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know, times are rough, man. I need a fucking, you know, I need to get my hands on a, you know, a vehicle and... You know, get my credit up and running, and right, but you, you could you could sell blood and semen, <laughs> not mixed together. But, you know. Just give my underwear. Just, I, I feel like you've got a few steps between abandoning all dignity and giving yourself the bird flu, <laughs> and you're skipping a couple. But fucking add insult to injury or whatever. So okay, so I sign up for it. And I go and I do a little, you know, I do a little five minutes of research on Google to see what's going on, you know, what this is all about. What does avian mean? <laughs> like, like the bottled water? You can get the flu from that? I look it up and I do all this, but then, all right, so the woman, so the woman calls me up and she goes, you know, for, you know, for reasons, so on and so forth, you know, I just got to get some details from you, you know, are you allergic to anything? You know, have you had any surgeries? Then she's like, you know, now what's your height and weight? Well, my driver's license says. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I give her my height and weight, and then she goes, well, and she goes, oh, well, unfortunately, uh, for this uh, particular survey, the body mass index is, is higher than uh, what the requirements are for, so on and so forth. So she's like, you can't. So I'm too fat for them to give me avian flu with vaccine. <laughs> At least she was a pro about it, and it wasn't just like, yikes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, <laughs> no, no, really, I, I need, I need it for the trial. No, no, that was really it. Take this seriously, sir. <laughs> sir, do you want the job or not? So uh, that was so that kind of got stricken. So then she goes, she was like, oh well, you know, we'll keep you, we'll keep this on record if something else comes up or whatever. I'm like, okay. Now, this is gonna sound like a jab, but I mean it sincerely. Uh-huh. Are there like clinical trials for diet pills and shit? Um, maybe it's maybe it's some other place, but not like, not this particular if you can, place. If you can find that dude, that'd be the job that pays you twice. I'm just saying, you give, you give Bill Hader a job. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, he needs work because <laughs> he's doing uh, he's doing a show on HBO right now about being a, a ex marine mm. who becomes a hitman who then decides he wants to be a actor. 
So he's going to yeah, acting right. classes and stuff like that. For, for the, the ex-Marine becomes a hitman, I'm like, oh yeah, they need a Bill Hader type for that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a writer that I mentioned before, Alec Berg, uh, who wrote on Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm, which is weird when they say he wrote for Kirby Enthusiasm. Isn't that show known for being like a improv you know, sort of, uh, you know, like, like, I mean, I guess you could write the, the skeleton of the episode. Sure they have the broad strokes of the episode, and like, all right, this scene needs to get here. Yeah. funny. All right, Larry, you say something that, that was taken out of context, and then you're going to be the person that sort of forces some sort of social construct on Larry, and, uh, and just go. <laughs> Why did you kiss the baby, Larry? I don't want to kiss the baby. Are you, are you suggesting Curb Your Enthusiasm has a formula? <laughs> Here's, here's the social construct that most people apply by, but Larry thinks is ridiculous. What? I don't want to kiss the baby. You don't you kiss the baby, Larry? Like and a, then... like a big jump from Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld didn't have any of that. They were always right on the straight and narrow and never making a big deal about nothing. <laughs> and then uh, there's... Because uh, I, I saw Bill Hader on, you know, once again, one of the talk shows that I watch, and he was talking about how in the show, the guy who plays Fonzie... Um, plays like the acting coach. Well, what's what's that actor's name? His I know his name it. is shit. Fonzie. His name is not Fonzie. Bronze Fonz. I believe in you. Uh, you <laughs> William Defoe. These, these are my favorite parts of the shows. When you, when my brain just when you're like this person, I'm like you gotta know this fucker's name. Come on. Uh, Clarence Howard. <laughs> No, not even, not even a little bit. Um, There's an H. H. <laughs> Harold Ramis. No. Um, uh, Bill Hader. No. How are we getting further? Clancy Brown. <laughs> not Clancy Brown. Um. Oh shit! And they, they say his name in Little Mickey because it's like, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you so and so, covered in bees. Uh, I come think, on, give me I a hint. I think you've actually told me that line and uh, said the name in it. I, yeah, I said it. It's just my brain has forgotten it. Yeah. What's his you name? Know, give me know, a hint. I already did. There's an H. H. Henry Winkler. There it is. There we go. So Henry Winkler is the... And it's, it's, it's a funny scene in uh, Little Nicky. The devil. Because Henry Winkler tends to do like little, at least a cameo in like all, the, all these... Uh, Adam Sandler movies. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, it presents you Henry Winkler. And, he, and then like, all the people... There, and it's like when the devil's like invading New York or whatever. Covered in bees! <laughs> Sorry, so Henry Winkler plays um, the acting coach. And Bill Hader says, like, Henry Winkler's like the nicest guy in the world. And he goes, but they, the role was written that the acting coach has to be kind of mean. And I guess... Uh, Bill Hader's acting with along with a girl, and the acting coach has to dig into this girl, like to just fucking just give her a hard time. And he's like, he goes, "Am I supposed to be a mean?" And they're like, "Yeah, go right ahead, just unleash." And then they, they said, like, he fucking, he turned a switch on and turned total, total fucking evil. Was like, fucking Henry Winkler has a dark side, man. <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast, and they're speculating. They're saying that a lot of uh, what's his, John Krasinski. They're speculating is, there's a lot of those out there. <laughs> I believe it because he's been he's been working a lot lately. Well, there's a lot of people complimenting his movie A Quiet Place, right. and it turns out, but well, coincidentally, and I don't you know once again people may be reading way into it. He seems to be retweeting only like when it comes to the famous people that he's retweeting. All these people happen to be actors in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Right. So the fans have jumped to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. 
that he might be Reed Richards when in the eventual reboot of you know the eventual you know undertaking I, I don't of think doing junked is the word he's on there. That's leapt well, yeah. gravely into the abyss <laughs> that maybe there's a conclusion inside of. But I mean he I know You've retweeted Chris Evans. Well, he must be Reed Richards. Well, I, I think it was more than just Chris Evans, and then right, like it was like, and it's documented that he he tried out for Captain America. Right. He was he screen tested for Captain America, mm-hmm. so at least he kind of has a connection to the universe. They brought him in once, you know. Right. I, I have no problem with him being. Why do Reed we Richards. need a new Reed Richards? We've got Miles Teller. Wasn't that movie great? And everyone loved it. That was horrible. Fantastic four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Or the ever so clever fan four stick. Oh. <laughs> they did that to themselves. <laughs> I I will never groan at that joke because they did it to the fucking their, them fucking selves. Their fucking selves. The royal themselves. It, the royal themselves. <laughs> they, that that is their fault. That is their poop. I just you know you can, if John Krasinski gets that role, I'll be you know. I don't think the internet will like blow up and like be angry about it. I think it's I think it's a solid casting choice. Yeah, I I don't know that we need the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Well, seeing that you're getting rid of like send, pretty much send, all the- send the hate mail to this guy though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never given a shit about them, probably because there hasn't been a good Fantastic Four movie other than The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. But this whole thing is, I think you could make it, I mean, one, you know, once again, headcanon, you know, we have that Tony Stark building in the middle of Manhattan, which could easily be, you know... The Baxter building now. Yeah, which, you know, would, you know, they, they, you know, they leave it saying, oh, we got the new people are moving in on Monday. <laughs> so, you know, you got a building right there in the middle of the city. That could just be another Trump Tower. But it's sort of... It would lend itself to the Baxter building. It would, but it's already getting pretty crowded in there. Not in that building, in the universe. Well, that's... I mean, remember, the Avengers moved upstate. They moved They moved to Westchester. Yeah, I don't know, but... Well, not upstate, but, you know, it's... it's, up, it's everything north of the Bronx is upstate to New York City. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to take a lot to make me give a shit about the Fantastic Four. But I will say John Krasinski as Reed Richards is at least a step in the right direction. I think they could do it right. He, he needs to... They need Herbie... And we need to see things through Herbie's perspective sometimes so that he can Jim face into the, the Herbie. <laughs> Jim face. Jim face. I never even watched The Office. I'm just aware of the Jim face. And I love how, like, it's a, it's a, it was only, it was about season three, if I'm not mistaken, where they got uh, Rashida Jones to Jim face into the camera, <laughs> making fun of Jim. <laughs> and it's like, it's so, you know, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. What do you want for Sue Storm? Ooh, there we go. This is this is something to do in these next thirty seconds before well, we get to work. I, I mean, that's, I, I, if they're smart, they need to. I mean, of course, yeah, like for them, like the recent casting. Okay, you know, call Paul. You know, like a Paul Bettany, or or you know, like as in as in the Vision, Benedict Cumberbatch has it was established. Paul Rudd as Ant Man is established. Like, I think they need to go with fucking unknowns. They should, they, in my opinion, I feel they should really go with. Like, from this point on, any character that they have in the movie should be someone that's, like... Or someone that's done maybe one movie. Uh, as, you know... I mean, if, if you want to the, the, follow the, the, the format of, of A Quiet Place... Like, if they said Emily Blunt, his real-life wife, was yeah. to be Sue Richards... I mean... That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I'm, for, I'm for it, you know. She's pretty. I mean, I mean, the one thing that'll get me in that theater... Is if at the start of the movie they show the word Marvel? So, <laughs> I mean, then we can finally see the that. thing done right. 
Because they CGI'd the thing, but, you know, he looked like Korg's shit. <laughs> How about Korg is the thing? Oh, wow. Oh, they fuck up the mythology, and Korg is the thing. Well, no, because they... I like the dynamic of, of the thing, you know, the way he, you know, yeah. he's a very... Just imagine it's clobbering time in a Kiwi accent. <laughs> it's clobbering time? It's, uh... <laughs> So it might be clever in time. It's so. fucking him and oh. just keeps fucking with me. Yep. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna rip his fucking head off. That's <laughs> a fucking Marvel movie, Korg. I rip his flipping head off. already did. Hey, you let that guy in the red pajamas say it. <laughs> After you brought him in, everything went to hell. He says, fuck this, fuck that, fuck that. I'm Korg. I'm uh, made of rocks. I'm part of Marvel's first family. <laughs> Keep talking like that, they're going to replace you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are you going to find another another rock man? Yeah, yeah there's, there's one over there. Made of orange rocks. Who wants to see that? Oh, he's probably got a stupid catchphrase. Like, it's time. <laughs> his Gilligan cut ahead like, oh, all right. I guess he's the thing now. Uh, Thor, what are you doing? Uh, I need oh. a place to stay, but I also consider you a friend, so... Contract's so, up. It's not like a parasitic relationship. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, wouldn't you know it, this is going to be... Well, it's old news to you guys, yeah. but it's new to us. It's Tarantino Tuesdays. Tarantino Tuesdays. Is there a sign out in front of my house? <laughs> it says, Dead First Lady Storage. <laughs> when you, so last George, week, George, when you pulled in here, did you see a sign in the front of my house that said Dead First Lady Storage? No. You know why he didn't see it? He didn't see it because it wasn't there. Because storing dead first ladies ain't my fucking business. So for the listeners at home, once again, what's new for us, but it's probably old news for you, is the passing of former first lady, both wife and mother, to two separate U.S. presidents, Barbara Bush. Have, have we confirmed this beyond the two-minute-old Fox News article that popped up on his phone? I don't know. Okay, so one of our co-workers... Because we might be just doing a Tarantino Tuesdays segment on a complete fucking hoax. <laughs> they just reported on too quick, trying to be first in the door. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's true. I still think we should run with it. Well, or, you know, you could just check your phone we, real quick. We could quick. just save it just, for the... You could just real fucking quick check... <laughs> What if she doesn't die on a Tuesday? <laughs> hey, you know, well, then we'll have one in the bag, you know? We'll have... just check the trendings and shit. <laughs> Double check. All right, okay, okay, here we go. So what happens is she got a notification saying yeah. Barbara Bush has died, which <laughs> which brought you to the conclusion that... <laughs> she said it so, like, quick and, like, oh, okay, like, looked at her phone because something bleeped, like, oh, Barbara Bush died. Like, <laughs> like it was her Tamagotchi that she named Barbara Bush. <laughs> 20 years ago and finally the fucking battery crapped out. She's kept it alive for 20 years. Uh, it's a the, lot of, okay, that? 33 minutes ago from New York Times, Barbara Bush, wife of 41st president and mother of 43rd, dies at the age of 92. Now, so last week Tarantino was giving a eulogy at a hamster's funeral. Yeah. I guess his, his agent stepped up his game and got him doing the eulogy yeah, at Barbara a, Bush's. There, there was a really good really good response when we, uh, when we laid Bob to rest. Um, they, they wanted to. They wanted to see me go from Bob to Bar, so I'm going to raise the bar, putting bar beneath the bars of the ground. <laughs> so here we go. Um, what can I say about Barbara Bush that hasn't already been said? She was a mother and a wife of the meat 
in an okay Republican sandwich on shit Republican bread. <laughs> we're we're going to miss her a lot. She, by default, was the best first lady since Nancy Reagan. <laughs> and, you know, was really an inspiration to me during my formative years in filmmaking. Reservoir Dogs, that was about her, all right? She doesn't like, to, well, she didn't like, we got to get used to the past tense with her. She didn't like to advertise this. She used to fucking rob diamond stores. That's what they call them, <laughs> diamond stores. <laughs> you know, she used to be addicted to fucking coke. She mistook horse for coke once, snorted that shit like crazy. That's where I got the idea for Mia Wallace. And now that she's gone, I'm going to kill Uma Thurman. <laughs> We're going to miss you, Barbar. <laughs> BB, Babs, Barbie. Rest in peace. Oh, also, she probably watched her son jerk off in a coffin house. All right, thank you. This has been Tarantino Tuesdays. <laughs> you know, not every woman can be... I don't know, that's not a bad Tarantino. Okay, I'll do my David Lynch. You, you whoa, know... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your bad Tarantino was a spot-on David Lynch. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not every woman could be both the mother and the wife of two of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> We laid to rest George Washington, excuse me, I mean Barbara Bush, to rest. Barbara Bush, the first lady from the quarter. <laughs> Let me tell you, Barbara knew how to fucking party. <laughs> she would do some rails and say, come on Barbie, let's go party. And then we'd all come on Barbie, because she fucking told us to. <laughs> when a first lady tells you to jizz in her eye, you don't fucking blink. You don't hesitate for one second, because if you do, Secret Service is a fucking beat on your dick, and they'll revoke that shit, because you can't be man enough to just just get in that sandy snatch, push those cobwebs aside, and just jizz for your country. Her Secret Service code name was Gray Bush. Which was not a great code name because it involved the word Bush, which is kind of a giveaway. To Barbara Bush. Also, don't unlock I'm the sorry, car. I'm sorry, that, that was my elbow. <laughs> I'm going to suck and roll. Get a smaller elbow. the sniper fucking rifle sword. <laughs> it's not treason if you talk shit about a dead first lady. When the, when the first lady gives you an order, it's an executive order. All right, man. So you, come on, Barbie. You, re- you ready for this? Uh-huh. Barbara Bush, as of yesterday, Melania Trump and Tipper Gore, you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Okay, I would... <laughs> Fucking, I would, I would fuck Melania. We're supposed to take this seriously. Oh, I would totally fuck Melania because she's she's attractive. Um, Tipper Gore, I would marry. I I would be fucking miserable because she seems like a miserable twat. But I would marry her, and I would kill Barbara Bush just to maintain the fucking timeline. (laughs) (laughs) I would kill Barbara Bush to prevent Skynet. You weren't supposed to take it seriously. It was just like, like the, the weirdest frat bro thing to do. Just like, all right, these three first ladies. Well, I guess one's a second lady. Yeah, fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Nancy Reagan, Barbara Bush, Hillary Clinton. Well, I would marry Hillary, but... And notice I gave you difficult choices. You say Michelle Obama, and they're like, yeah, you're going to marry her, obviously. I, I do, well, no, I, I, I fuck and marry. Right. Well, you, you, yeah, fuck one, marry one, kill one. You, you, you marry Michelle, okay? Her arms make me feel safe. She'd want me to do exercise. Okay, you need to marry Michelle Obama. 
<laughs> that, that would be wonderful for you. Shit. I do like smoking Newports and playing basketball. <laughs> These are documented things. I'm not a racist. <laughs> oh. That was loud. So, it, it's not racist that you like those. It's racist that you brought it up. <laughs> Sorry. Just a crack drink. a Pepsi and then drink Burger King cup. <laughs> I forgot that I had the Burger King cup. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you need Michelle. Before I get into this argument, we'll be back with more Dick and Fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Trudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of here. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. So one of our co-workers, and I guess I won't, I won't use, I well, no, oh. so I won't use his, his first name, but he asked for he asked for a shout out on the podcast, DJ 630. DJ 630! Rochester's own DJ 630. Sebastian 
Whoops. Oh, I'm bleeping that. <laughs> well, he Wait, does. Can you leave the Sebastian? In? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so then, um, he. Because uh, I'm, I'm walking by him today and he's working at one of the stations and he's like, Hey, Chris, I heard you got a podcast. I'm like, Oh, shit, yeah. He goes, and I heard you talking about me on it. And I was like, I wasn't, I, you're the guy who told us to go see Black Panther. <laughs> you're the guy that's keeping us woke. You know, and then, like, I thought about it. I'm like, Shit, did I say anything bad about him? I was like, No, not really. If anything, he's the one that makes us, like, fucking feel bad. He's like, Oh, I bet you had, you had, you, you fucking. You, you, you bragged about having tickets to go see Force Awakens, but you still haven't seen Black Panther yet. Yeah, yeah we we fucking dust off the N word. <laughs> now you're gonna bleep that again. Right? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so he he decided. So I don't know if he's listening to the podcast or if he is. Hey, hey shout out to DJ Six Thirty Rochester Sebastian. You're gonna bleep it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bleep the first and last name. Just leave Sebastian. Leave the middle name. <laughs> Fuck you, Sebastian. <laughs> now, didn't you say he was playing like up by us? There's a uh, the Blue Cross Arena. He was playing the Blue Cross Arena the other day. As part sure. of one of his gigs or I something think. like that. I don't know. I'm, I don't know that we should be saying any of that on the air. Oh, okay. Pretty sure that's a big secret from work. Well, I mean, if he's listening to the podcast, because I don't, I don't. I don't generally talk about the podcast at work, right. so I don't I like. Just, I don't, I don't want to leave any clues for people. <laughs> well, it's just like uh, you know, because I don't. Because what if one day I did want to talk shit about somebody? <laughs> Someone tells shit sack, hey shit sack, they're talking about you on the podcast. That's, that's like my nuclear option. That's my deterrent. You're a fucking crossfit. I'm going to tell shit sack about the podcast. <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Get, get, get you fucking fired right quick. <laughs> uh, that's been forever. Yeah. I've, I've, I've fucking lost organs since then. I don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> You've been under the knife. Yeah. I've, I got a whole new perspective on life. But, you know, it's a precious thing that we should take as often as possible. <laughs> I mean, cows and chickens and shit, fuck them. But, yeah. <laughs> but life is precious. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you're fucking the animals, not killing them. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, if you ever have the opportunity to murder another human being and you know you won't get caught, fucking go for it. I'm trying to incite murder here. On air. <laughs> the opinions of Austin Shooting do not necessarily represent two strangers in one podcast. Is that illegal to just say that you think people should fucking murder people? Uh, obviously, I don't mean it, but I wonder if that's true. Oh, isn't that, like, um, inciting? In- inciting? I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, Tommy B., Shoot your parents. <laughs> Unless your parents are dead, in which case, I'm sorry I brought that up. Especially if they got shot. Well, that's like, um, like when, like, Judas Priest was in court, and, and like, you know, and it was like, and you could clearly hear them say, shoot, 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 shoot. And it was like played backwards, and. Right, but like, how, how like many. Oz, Ozzy Osbourne's suicide solution, and like they sued Ozzy. Well, how many people fucked the police as a result of NWA, you know? Yeah. How, ma- how many people went up to a cop and fucked them just because Ice Cube told them to? <laughs> people uh, I, in this lawsuit crazy fucking country? I, I know that it's... Well, can you be sued for it is not the same as is it legal. Well, but, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, the wrong fucking... Like, the, the, the person on fucking, like, fucking edgy didn't take their meds and they killed something and they said, you know, they heard it on a podcast... I, I'm, I'm trusting you not to edit what I'm about to say. Okay. Um, you know, to get me fucking arrested. But it is illegal to say the phrase, I want to kill the President of the United States of America. Uh-huh. 
because that's that's like high treason. Unless you're saying it in the context of like it's illegal to say that. Or you can, if you're saying it in a parody or some yeah. sort of right, like in the, in the as long as you're not actually saying, I really think somebody out there should kill the president of the United States of America. Uh huh. Yeah, as long as you're not actually saying it like that, it's fine. But you know, if you're saying it like as that's the sentiment, even if you're fucking joking, it's not illegal to say with a mortar launcher because that's like a separate clause. You know, it's not even necessarily connected to that previous sentence. Ah. <laughs> well, you know, like in the beginning of the episode when I play the sound bites. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Kill the president. <laughs> I'm trusting you not to fuck me on this. But just like, all right, well, let's chop off the "it's illegal to say" part and just have him say, "I really think <laughs> my voice is my password." <laughs> Adolf Hitler is my dad. All right, let's do this. <laughs> I love the Nazis. Yeah. I think Jews should burn. What? <laughs> I've never thought about gay sex because incest supersedes gay. Then <laughs> stop it! Stop fucking with my voice. How are you doing this? Right in front of me. Yeah, you know. One time I helped deliver some babies out in the park. Then I fisted them up their asses and fought off the parents with them, wearing them like boxing gloves. Dude, fucking stop! This is messed up. As soon as I stick this hot poker up my ass, I'm gonna chop my dick off. <laughs> Boy, I love Twilight. Okay, that, that, that's fucking too far. <laughs> oh, you're, you're really These good. are all horrible things that we take out of context. <laughs> you're really good with that program. Audacity's the shit, man. It's totally free, too. Wow. <laughs> if you pirate it. Gotta get that fucking hamster cage out of my trunk. <laughs> oh, that's what that is? Yeah. It's just like you still didn't drop it off at her grandparents' house? They, they, they don't want the, the hamster cage there? <laughs> they don't want the haunted hamster cage? For, yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> So, yeah, I think one of our friends from work has taken it, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> back then, just the stuff inside of it is just shaking. What the hell's the gauge? It's a weird sex position. <laughs> want to go back to my place do a little haunted hamster cage? Alright, what is, what is the haunted hamster cage? What's that sex the position? The haunted hamster cage. Okay. The haunted hamster cage... Putting your dick in some sort of box. Okay. But I'm trying to think, like, it couldn't reach. Okay. You'd put your dick in a box. But she doesn't know. Oh, shit. Okay, no. You're, the man is blindfolded. Okay. She has the box. Okay. It's a big enough box where she can either put it on her head, put it over her, her backside, or her pussy. Right. Okay. And so the guy has to blindly head, backside, and pussy. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so it's a it's it's sort of a glory hole, but the guy is blindfolded, so he doesn't know what hole he's entering. All right. And that's the haunted hamster cage. <laughs> okay. My idea for the haunted hamster cage is much darker. Much less sexy by Oh, like please don't save involves a hamster if someone's asking for the name. It does. <laughs> I didn't even think but, about that. But you leave it there until the hamster dies. <laughs> Thereby haunting <laughs> your ass, which was a temporary That's, hamster. You know what it is? I, you would think I'd be the yeah. sick fuck to come yeah. up with that one. It, just, that, see, it seemed a little too obvious. I was I trying guess. to think of consensual sex yeah. between two adults instead as of long as animal murder. As long as it's an adult putting the hamster on there. <laughs> 
consensual. It's not murder if it's an animal. It's animal cruelty. Nobody do that. <laughs> we need a what's her face singing the song. In the arms of an angel. Reba McIntyre. I like. Uh, I, I want to hear her cover. Of that. <laughs> I understand that Sarah McLaughlin. Wow, what the fuck, oh, an asshole, dickhead. And I'm not even going to bring it up because that would be a stereotype and unfair. And I feel like you, by saying that you're bringing it up. I didn't see who it was or what kind of a person it was. But I feel like saying I'm not even going to mention that because it would be a stereotype. You just hey, you paint your own picture, man. I didn't, right, but I just... It, 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 it's just anyone of any group listening, be like maybe he's not talking about us. We just shut the fuck up. You, you insert your own prejudices, you're being, man. You're being safely racist. Safety races, that was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> you just like wear Indian headdresses and do the safety dance. What always bugged me about that song, the safety dance, uh-huh. is performed by a group called the Men Without Hats. Uh-huh. But one of the lines says, We can dress real neat from our hats to our feet. Ah. Now, if they're men without hats, how are they dressing in any way from their hats to their feet? Maybe there were men without hats before, and they could only achieve their goal by putting on a hat. Hence, reaching, you know, so reaching, getting to that. So they're, they're like wistfully singing about someday we'll have hats. Yeah. And we can dress real neat from them to our feet. Yeah, we we take for granted our access to hats. Do we though? Because <laughs> I feel I feel like. It's not a very rigid definition for a hat. It's a thing you wear on your head. Well, you think about it. Most religions involve a hat. Right, the if, Pope wears a funny hat. If you have access to an item of any kind, mm-hmm. you have access to a hat in some way. Well, you can find garbage on the road, put it on top of your head, and call it a hat. And I wouldn't argue with you. I'd just say that's a stupid fucking hat. Your hat is a Dunkin' Donuts bag. I wouldn't say that's not a hat. True. So we don't. It's the significance. It's the cultural significance of hats. Right. I like, when a, when a guy has a lot of jobs, he, goes, oh, he wears many hats. All right. So these are men without jobs? Because <laughs> they're musicians, and they get paid for it. Safety dance was fucking huge. Well, that's... It's it's sort of that... It's the American dream to acquire a hat. Is it, look, look at the, Look at the old black and white photos, and people were coming to America from... You know, they coming to Ellis Island. All those people wore hats. Because I, now they're achieving their goals. I own, I own several hats. <laughs> well, yeah, we take it now for oh, granted. Hold on, listen. You I'm live not, in the I'm hat done. <laughs> I own several hats, none of which I paid for, and none of which came from any kind of a privilege. It just someone's like, oh, hey, I don't want this hat. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take that hat. And I never wear any of them. Take it for granted. Check your privilege. <laughs> I've checked my privilege. My privilege is I have... Like three fucking hats just sitting on top of my dresser, none of which go on my head. What, 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 what a wonderful golden age we live in where we can take hats for granted. When it wasn't the same for our grandparents. <laughs> yes, our grandparents who, who rung in the safety dance. I think the men without hats are honoring the tradition. If my grandparents heard the safety dance, they'd say, I don't like this new shit. <laughs> Still rock and roll to me. <laughs> could, you, could you turn off this this new age hokum? 
I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, a good song for you back from when music was good. It's called Around the Corner, Beneath the Berry Tree, Along the Footpath, Behind the Bush, Looking for Henry Lee. <laughs> That's the title. And the lyrics. <laughs> I'm not making that song up either. Oh, shit. That is an actual song my grandparents would play fucking constantly. Oh. It, it, was, it was catchy, but... Not something I'm going to add to my playlist. My grandparents, I would say, well, my mother's parents. Those would be your grandparents. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in particular, my, my maternal grand, my maternal grandparents. Yeah, my maternal grandparents. So your gran- much- both, both of your grandmothers. Ah, oh. no, I'm just fucking okay. <laughs> Fuck me up there for a second. Like I remember, they loved listening to AM radio. Mm. And of course, it was like you know New York City, so it was like a, it was like a Spanish station, but it always had that fucking hum, that yeah. Yeah. and it's like, I guess after a while you tone it out, mm-hmm. but or t- t- tune it out, not t- t- you tone out the tune, you tune out the tone, you tune out the tone, <laughs> and you can uh, tone a piano, but you can't tone a fish. Wait. Anyway, go on. And uh, like I remember. Well, you know, then they would have this, the commercials that, you know, would have English words in it, like, Don's Pills. But <laughs> well, there, uh, there was a commercial for this uh, very, it was a big supermarket, but it was all mostly dry goods. Like, it wasn't like a nice supermarket, but it was big. Mm-hmm. And it was called Tops of the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It was Tops of the Bronx, Tops of the Bronx, Benaki, Benaki. That, that's what they, uh, that's what they call hats in New York City. <laughs> Tops of the Bronx. Tops of the Bronx. And see, my grandparents dreamed of a place where they can go get dried goods and hats. <laughs> they wanted to come to the country where the streets are paved with gold and hats. <laughs> that's why they were the men without hats. Because they used all the hats to pave the streets. <laughs> We're in a hat recession right now. We ran out of cement. We need to grind up hats and mix them with water and just hope it hardened. It never did. That's a, they, thought this, they thought that was horse manure. No, it was just ground Amer- up hats. America was built on dreams, not science. <laughs> if you can dream that the hats will harden, you're all right. What Reagan would have wanted. An immigrant story. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what uh, that's what Van Halen was singing about. <laughs> oh wait, I, I, I was thinking of um, Zeppelin. <laughs> oh wait, I was thinking of Zeppelin too. Right? I just said Van Halen. Oh, because Van Halen sounds vaguely like Valhalla Thor. Uh, that can is still fucking here. Yeah. Should switch sides. Formula. Formula One race. Racers. Formula One races. It's a race war. Yeah! Cars are fighting and we don't know who's gonna win. It's a real race war. Are you are you are you an ass man? Are you are you a leg man? Are you breast man? What is your preference? I'm Batman. Do you like big breasts? Do you like big butts? Cannot lie. You like long legs? I, I, I like a girl with a big heart. On the outside of her chest. I like a a woman with an engorged heart. (laughs) I like a woman with uh, something going on cardiovascularly. I like to feel needed. 
Uh, I can't lift much. Uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of a case-by-case basis for me. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm definitely a breast man. Uh, like, a girl can have no ass whatsoever, and I'm still, like, she got the biggest titties in the world. I'll be like, no, maybe not the biggest titties in the world. But, you know, you know, nice, sizable titties are always good for me. You know, you grab a handful, like, you know. <laughs> like, like peanuts or something? <laughs> Just grab a handful. To, to, use the, uh, to use the the sports parlance, I hit a home run when you grab a handful of breasts. What? <laughs> That's not hitting a home run. <laughs> what is it? Fucking is a home run. <laughs> then what do you call you when you grab a breast? Second base. Base! How long can you go? So you practicing this before you came over here. Right, let's see what are what are some. That's from uh, Fight Club. I saw you practicing this. I saw you practicing this before you came over here. <laughs> How's that working out for you, being clever? <laughs> uh, he's not that smart. He must have figured that one out. <laughs> but I'm still city titty man. <laughs> I am still a titty man. All right. Cool. <laughs> God, you got me good. <laughs> Super Troopers comes out Friday. Oh, hold, hold on, oh, hold on. I still need to talk shit about him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you've got the benefit of, like, if I'm like, what, what, what is that? How do you say that? You're like, oh, no, he's fucking with me. But with you, I'm like, yeah, he probably doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> probably another one of his weird little fucking mental blind spots. <laughs> Brain hiccups. It's one of his fucking... Hen- it's in his Henry, Henry Winkler vault. <laughs> his brain Because he probably just doesn't know what second base is. <laughs> probably doesn't remember what any of that is, at least not the order. He thinks grabbing a titty's a home run. Poor fucking bastard. I better throw him a bone here. Ah, he got me! Ah, he brought the noise! <laughs> I transformed into a snake. <laughs> oh. Well played. <laughs> A handful, you know, like the baseball trip, the home run. I, I, I should have fucking, I should have smelled a rat. I should have known. That sounds like something I would fuck up. Right. Exactly, man. I was like, there was some real fucking verisimilitude to that. It was like, it's like write what you know. Like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I bet he'll fall for this. I'm proud of you, <laughs> but you're a piece of shit. That was that was definitely the best one either of us has done so far. Fuck. So I realized something about Deadpool yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, you know how, like, throughout the movie, every time he's about to catch Francis, he's talking about how, oh, it's Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. You know why he does that? Uh... Francis 
Ajax. Uh, no, I don't know. Wrong, wrong path. It it seems like a weird non sequitur joke, especially the Starks defenders. Like, yes, yeah, and a you know congenial Tuesday in April to you, Mister Pool. But Wade Wilson was diagnosed with cancer right before Christmas. Oh, that's right. So he's he's trying to close out that calendar year he was having with Vanessa by getting his face fixed and going and finding her. So every step closer to that, it's fucking Christmas for him. Ah. I I watched Deadpool yesterday. And then fucking realize I'm like, holy shit, that is a really, really deep reference. I hope it was on purpose. Uh huh. Or deep, deep thing. Not reference. Uh, let's see. I, I, I hope that was on purpose. Oh, that wasn't like on tvtropes.com? No, no I, I figured it out reading TV tropes. Uh huh. Because, like, they mentioned in it, you know, the you know running Christmas Day joke, but didn't make that connection. I'm like, Wait a fucking second. Yeah, and they say yeah. they like when they when they make their love or whatever. It's yeah. like you know, meet you through between the holidays. Yeah, yeah. If, if your left leg is Thanksgiving, your right leg is Christmas. Can I visit you between the holidays? And in that fucking scene, he proposes, and then fucking brain tumor knocks him the fuck out. Uh, and that's the last time shit's normal for them. So then, yeah, it's like, oh, why, why the red suit, Mister Cool? Oh, because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. I'm after uh, someone on my naughty list. Because he's like, this is it. This is the fucking culmination. I'm finally done. I can get back to Christmas. Which is really fucking touching for such a goofy-ass movie. But you know what, I mean... That, it's that movie's got where, a fuckload of heart. Yeah, it's... it's it, that's the whole thing, is there's all these movies... Yeah. You and I were kind of having a conversation about that, like... There's all these movies that, in one way, are looked at as dick and fart joke movies, yeah. and, you know, dude... dude not really dude bro movies, but sort of, you know... Exactly. Gross, gross-out comedy movies, where... They also have a lot of heart, and I think that's how they redeem themselves. Or sort of like, you know, we'll have a we'll have a, a socially, you know, uh, meaningful thing to say towards the end. Yeah. But you know, okay, you know, a guy, you know, a cameraman gets shit on by two porn stars. You know, that bitch frosted me like a fucking cake. <laughs> Never you know, say shit covered me again. Don't worry, man. We got our shit covered. Never say shit covered around me again. And it's weird because it's sort of. He doesn't want to come back for Clerks 3, mm-hmm. but he was seemed fucking game for, for Zack and Mary. You think it was Zack and Mary that sort of soured him? What the fuck? What do you think made him sour about not wanting to come I, back into a Clerks 3? Because Kevin's I, like, I'm not going to do it unless everybody's on board. I would imagine it's every time he goes to a Comic-Con and people call him fucking Randall. Uh, because seeing how goddamn defeated Brian O'Halloran looked when someone called him Dante right after I visited this table. Uh-huh. Dude, I... Fuck it. If I was ever that low just judging by his face, I'd fucking kill myself. Hey, what's up, Dante? It's Brian, actually. If you have to tell your fan base it's Brian, actually, because they love your work, dude, you're fucking done. If if he's still game and that's where he's at, I cannot blame Jeff Anderson for not wanting to be involved anymore. It's, I mean, I, I totally understand it. But, like... You know, that's how people... I mean, you think maybe they feel typecasted? like Because I know Brian yeah. O'Halloran has tried to be in other movies. Right. He's at least... Yeah. He has... Or he has a career. Unfortunately, it always ends up being, you know, some, you know, C-list, D-list sort of movie and stuff like that. Do, but Do you know the one Jeff Anderson role that I'm aware of that didn't involve Kevin Smith in some way? What's that? It's video game voice acting in a game called fucking Randall's Monday. And he plays <laughs> a character named Randall. <laughs> there's, there's no escape for him. I'd want out, too. But I mean, if you, I mean, it's I, you know, and it's weird coming from me, a guy who don't let shit go. But you know, if you just let it, you know, if you let it go and let it ride, 
<laughs> You're coming for me who's been grinding the same axes for the last 40 years. But he should just, you know, bury the hatchet. Yeah, I mean, shit. My axes, they, the axes I grind don't fucking put money in my pocket. Like, you know, if... if, if, if it could be... Shh. It didn't work. <laughs> fucking Cages can't hear you shushing them. <laughs> They're inanimate objects. Bob's ghost. Let me out of the fucking trunk. <laughs> Like, you're a ghost. Fly through it. <laughs> I can't. I have I have, to, I have one more mission before I'm allowed can't, back got, into the... you got these tiny little hands. <laughs> I cannot enter Chris Walken's asshole until I've completed my task. Is that how you get into hamster heaven? <laughs> Isn't that where the gates of the gates of paradise are of Chris Walken's asshole? I guess. <laughs> did, we not, did we not establish that a couple episodes back? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The celestial gates. So you know the hamster has you know one last task to perform, a good deed, so he can earn his wings. <laughs> and the hamster with wings is fucking terrifying. <laughs> I, um, this this isn't something that was like in the front of my mind right when it happened, but when we put the hamster down. Oh, okay. Just just to recount a kind of silly moment, kind of morbid moment. Well, I I, for, I mean just for for the I don't I didn't. Put in the putting the hamster down in the last episode. What? I because it, it just didn't flow right. It's, just, so. <laughs> it's too much of a downer. So you had to put your hamster down. Yeah, but, I mean yeah. you know not to uh, laugh about it. Right. But. Well, uh, well the so the vet like had, you fucking have a stethoscope like you're gonna hear a hamster heartbeat with that thing. <laughs> but I mean, she's like he's gone no heartbeat. I'm like oh so that's it. oh he's twitching. <laughs> it just like caught me completely off guard because his legs just started like. Oh. The last Freak, little electrical charges. Yeah, freaky as shit, man. It was, like, it, was like, it was like they were like, ooh, yeah, what's going on here? It was like his, hi- <laughs> his hind legs had a really good plan for something. <laughs> yeah, finally got out of this body. <laughs> Bastard. Yay! Yeah, we're back. We're back. 420, man. Yeah, 420. Happy birthday, Hitler. And that Columbine shooting. Thank you for not saying happy anniversary, Columbine. <laughs> And also the anniversary of the podcast. Hey. Six years I've been doing this. Got no skin in that game. <laughs> Good for you. Well, you know, it's been... Look, if I fucking die tomorrow, at least there's some sort of archive of me where like, my daughter can go back and see what how horrible person yeah. her father was. She can go back and listen to shitty audio quality of a moving car. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I've been... You know, when I started... The, actually, when I started the podcast, I was unemployed, uh... I had, you know, was I was living with my daughter's grandfather and my daughter, and intermittently with her mother. <laughs> you know, since then I've I've worked for Radio Shack, I've worked for Rite Aid, I've worked for Conserve. I'm at my current place of employment, which just for whatever reason I won't just acknowledge right now. For whatever reason. <laughs> oh, you know, who knows how long that will last? <laughs> but part of me is like, part of me totally wants to fucking just sabotage everything and get fired. But it's also like. I don't want to look for another job right now. <laughs> and it's also it also looks bad on a resume, like where my last job I was at seven months at. I'm at my seventh point month point now. So I'm like This guy's got a seven month shelf life. Yeah. So I'm sort of like I don't I don't know. I part of me wants to just throw it in their face, the other part's like, well, they just fired someone at eighteen years on the job, like nothing, so I'm really a fucking speck of shit. There's that. So in six years things have <laughs> well, I mean, what? I started at 33. My daughter was, what, one year old? One and a half? 
You know, I did my, I had, I had a five year, five and a half year stretch where I was totally sober. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. And we're live! And we're live, I, I think. Yeah. Something happened to my, yeah, we're, we're live. Yeah. Alright, so, um, our, our co-workers from the glasses place, uh-huh. who I'll have to speak in code to protect the innocent, uh-huh. A, was talking to us today. Uh-huh. About how when T quit, uh-huh. he called A, and I was like, "Hey, I, uh, I think I'm going to quit." And A said, "Oh no, don't do that." But I was happy. <laughs> That's how he phrased it. Which is the funniest thing. It's like, "Oh no, no, don't, don't quit." I'm so glad he quit, though. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Apparently, he was not very well liked. Even well, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where since they came in at the same time, they're yeah. kind of like lumped together. Yeah, like oh, you guys came together, and that, they weren't really friends, from what I understand, from where they yeah. came from. Yeah, no, apparently the company they came uh, from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they came Fucking from. Christ. Um, apparently, yeah, apparently, A had told T uh-huh. when he was leaving CV. Uh huh. That um, their old place of work. Right. That he um that he he was gonna come work with us. Not you know, not with me and you, but at our company. Uh-huh. And he's you know, basically, hey, I'm quitting. I'm going to go to this place. So you know, I'm going to be all done there. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then he just saw him here when they started together. Uh-huh. Like, he, did, he didn't tell him anything about, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to apply to her. And he just, hey, I'm going to go work there. He's like, oh, all right, see ya. And then he was here for you know. Well, I was under the impression that they were recruited by... Jay. By our supervisor. Jay and Silent W. Because both of our supervisors, I mean, you know, both of, two of our supervisors come from that same company, and the, those the guys that came, the original two, kind of they basically said, "Yeah." And he called us up, told us to go to the Indeed site, found their company, and apply there. And I guess they got fast tracked. So it's sort of like that guy's gone. The guy hired after me permanent. We had a guy that lasted a week because they stuck him in housekeeping and they stuck him with the the psycho. I, I would say I want to say Mother Goose, Mother Hubbard. You say you don't like the name Mother Hubbard, but it's not that I don't like the name Mother Hubbard. It's just that I, it doesn't. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel it signifies who she is. It, it, I, it doesn't doesn't track for me because my second grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Hubbard, uh-huh. and she was just an overweight old black lady, uh-huh. which just does not fit who we're describing <laughs> at all. Well, they, they stuck him with the spinster, spinstress, the spinstress, and the spinstress, the, the spinstrix. <laughs> it's, it's a kinky spinster, <laughs> and she has. She's very uh, OCD. She makes up her own fucking rules about cleaning. Yeah, in a good way. It's oh, not like well, she's, no, it's well, not like she's making bad rules. Sometimes like, oh yeah, as long, if you puke in a dumpster, it's fine as long as you hide it. Yeah. You can keep working. Oh yeah, as long as, it, I don't know, as long as the rules don't inconvenience her. But, you know, for the most part, she's As long very, as you hide your puke and give people the flu. You know, you can kill whoever the fuck you want. <laughs> but the, it's funny that we had a guy come in. They stuck him with her. All week, anybody less from like Monday to Thursday. Maybe like Thursday, he's like, "Fuck this." I'm not entirely convinced he existed because he was <laughs> hired. He, he was hired while I was out on surgery and was fired my second or quit my second day back. I never saw his face. <laughs> I, I trust yeah, me, we, he existed. We, we, we can say his name because he's he's gone. <laughs> We're just like uh, Clarence is no longer with the company. Are there any questions? Yeah, who the fuck was Clarence? <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> uh, but I got a question. Who? <laughs> the fuck? Star Lord, man. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I sound more like Tim Allen. <laughs> Scooby Doo? <laughs> uh, 
Who's that in the... Raggy? Rollers got the infinity roll. There was a suit of armor that quit after a week. Raggy, rock the ring, runner. the big finale for this week's episode. <laughs> Corrupting the fuck out of Scooby-Doo because apparently we can, we can kind of do an okay shaggy. <laughs> his face is better. He's, he's in trouble. Uh, what? The guy from Scream and... Uh, oh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only mystery here is why we take our marching orders from a dick and a neckerchief. <laughs> Keep it up, Nick. I'll feed you to the fucking dog. <laughs> Ruby Rex. <laughs> Steeler's Wheel is Mag- Magic Carpet Ride, right? Well? <laughs> are, We're are, waiting. Wait, wait are, are, are we live? <laughs> wait, is this filmed in front of a live studio audience? It's just like one person who sits in the back seat so is like, God, they're fucking doing the podcast again. I'm, I'm done carpooling. <laughs> Do the hits! <laughs> <laughs> This week on Sam's Club. <laughs> you want Sam's Club? There's more to me than just Sam's Club, okay? <laughs> Fucking, it's been 20 years, let it go. <laughs> talk talk about the rhythm method. Come on. Come on, hey, dude. All my bitches use the rhythm method. Tell, dude, tell the Gary Fisher joke. <sighs> you heard the Gary Fisher joke, right? You heard it. <laughs> what do you want? It's... It doesn't work if I tell it to you again. The right. Part of the surprise... It's, it's the spontaneity of it. Is, you know, okay, Carrie Fisher's doing drugs out of her dog's asshole that smuggled onto a plane. That's why, that's why we... <laughs> uh, no, you know, there, there's a second bite to be out of that apple. It's fucking weird. <laughs> you rock, man! <laughs> hootie! That's, it's not hootie. It's... <laughs> he has the app, the, the Zippo app, where it's the lighter on the phone. <laughs> Security wouldn't let me bring a real lighter in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really feeling all those lighters. In the, in the back seat of my Mercury, there's no security. And who was that guy I gave $20 to? I don't know. What other venue do you ever have to pay security? <laughs> I feel like you might be the one fucking up here, man. You left your lighter at home and you just made yourself out 20 bucks. Not even for like a legitimate misunderstanding. You just don't get societal norms at all. Oh yeah, there was a bouncer outside, so I gave him twenty bucks. Why? I don't. Aren't they like a black guy? Just it was just a black guy in a t-shirt outside, and I thought, oh, this must be the bouncer. And then for whatever reason, I thought I'm gonna give him twenty bucks. I mean, I, yeah, I guess tip your bouncers. Uh, I, I'm sure, like, the waitresses tip out the bouncers after or something. You know, like, you know, I'm pretty like, sure there's a house fund. Or... Yeah, it's like, you know, hey, you gotta, gotta give 10% of it to the busboys or something. I'm, I'm sure there's something similar for the bouncers. <laughs> On the door. Still, it's really fucking racist. <laughs> the, the, the straw man who we're pretending sits in my back seat. 
assumed just because a guy was big and black and wearing a t-shirt that he was security. That's fucked up, straw man. Be, be painted to have stain woke. Stain is not the past tense of stay. Stain? Oh, someone's celebrating. Yeah, that or someone crushed a skunk. Crushing skunk tonight, man. Crushing skunk. Glad, glad we were both there. Jeez, <laughs> Scoop, we're really gonna crush some skunk. Geekies, what are you guys doing on the back of that van? Just us with our, with our peanut butter van. You shut up and hold the camera, Velm. <laughs> <laughs> and why is there peanut butter? Oh, Shaggy, not again! It's not done until he does the bungle, man! <laughs> Come on, we gotta solve this mystery, guys! Man, I just gotta walk around with peanut butter in my ass crack all day, Fred! Come on, let's scoop finish! You know, we're just gonna pussy out and check out the kitchen anyway! Well, can't you just finish this in the kitchen after you pussy it out? You want me to stink tongue my dog, man? I don't want to work up a leather. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna give me cranky ass, man. Peanut butter doesn't lather. You apparently never had it in your ass crack. That's also true. <laughs> it mixes in with the ass grease, man. Clearly, you've never had peanut butter in your ass crack. You can walk up to any mother on any person on the street and say that, and they'd be like. Yeah, but how'd you, how'd you know? Leather rinse repeat, man. And that has been this week, yeah. Yep. So, uh, are gonna be we may be tomorrow. working tomorrow, so I don't know what our schedule's gonna be, so we might be signing off for the week. We yep. certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers in One Podcast. I'm Chris. Like, I'm Austin. <laughs> don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be rapping. You're like me. <laughs> You're like me. You're like me. <laughs> oh, God, no. And we're out. Let's, uh, let me do all my whole outro stuff. Please visit twostrangerswonepodcast.net where you can find all things show-related. Uh, you can find links to our iTunes page. You can uh, download subscribe to us on iTunes, on iPhone, iPad, or iPod. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can download us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R for Android devices. Uh, that's the Stitcher app. I use the available offline option and uh, listen later option. Uh, so you don't have to kill your data. You don't have to kill your battery or your Wi-Fi spot. Get all the list episodes you want to listen to and listen to them later. Um, and, of course, we are available on the SoundCloud app. That is our hosting site. Um, I make sure all the episodes are downloadable. I think on iTunes they are downloadable, but on Androids they aren't. So that's why I'm a little, like... But if you go to the website on SoundCloud, you can find us and you can download them from there if you want to do. Um, if you want to write to us, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. That's all spelled out, two strangers one podcast. Uh, I got a brand new computer. Thank you to my dad for helping me out uh, with uh, basically a payment for the computer because uh, we're recording this on a new on a new system. And it sounded good when I was recording earlier. So, um, you know, thank you, dad. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was the old computer holding you back, and not this antique microphone. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, the microphone has uh, it has it has soul. It has yeah. spirit. It has you, you guys, you guys, you guys, seeing all this soul in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, um, I haven't. The funny thing is, with the new computer, I haven't. I have to. 
I don't have time to sign into the email account right now, but no one writes us anyway. But if you want to write us, you can write us at Two Strangers One Podcast. Well, what happened to that Gmail. one fan that writes all the time? He he fell off the fucking face of the earth. I don't know what Literally? happened. Literally? Well, I don't know. Do you think the earth's flat? <laughs> oh, we got another hour to go there. Let's go to the space station. Look. Um, but yeah, the uh, but you can write to us at Two Strangers One Podcast at gmail.com. We want your money. We need your money. And until we set up a Patreon, what you can do is you can share and like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash two strange one podcast. Once again, all spelled out. And share this episode. Like the page. Uh, share the entire page. And that'd be great. Uh, we also have a YouTube group, Two Strange One Podcast Network. Um, let me see what else. Uh, we're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast. Um, no, I, I've only, the episodes that are available online right now are really only for the past year. If you want to go back and listen to any of our other episodes from more than five years ago, we are on YouTube. Uh, just search for Two Strangers One Podcast. You can find all the earlier 200 some odd shows. Um, you can find my Stranger Vlogs, uh, which I've done about 40 so far, and I have two in the pipe. <laughs> and <laughs> two up the butt, <laughs> two in my anus, like a finger. And uh, and I also have my audiobook. If you want to hear my second book, Odd I See a Tale from the Road, you can listen to it totally for free on YouTube. Just search for Odd I See a Tale from the Road. Also available on YouTube. And that's about it. I can't think of or speak on. No, I got you never... on, man. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I got yeah. shit I got to do. Yeah, if you guys can tell me how to, how to beat this part of Zelda I'm stuck on. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> shoot me an email. Thunderblight Ganon's a bitch. <laughs> Thunder Blight Ganon. So if you have any way to beat Thunder Blight Ganon, you can write to us at twostrangeswonepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> get, get some traffic in that email account. <laughs> Bunch of people telling me how bad I am at the game. <laughs> That's like the first like half of the game. Like not even the first half. Well, no, no. It's because you can, you can tackle those dungeons in any order. Oh, okay. Which I think is a total ripoff of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, but for another day. You, you can't tackle those in any order. You can, oh, I guess. <laughs> Oh, you proved me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening. Had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to the Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Austin. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. Chocolate. You should be fapping balls. All right. Here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But... (laughs) (laughs) Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. Oh, Fucking, are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and, uh, Nadia. Play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea.
This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just wanted to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15. And a PDF file is only five bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on. Come, I, like I it. can see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. (laughs) Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I will totally read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. How is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. No, sex sells. (laughs) Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.